We need to get back to work. And work is one of the ways that we contribute to this country, that we grow our GDP, we grow our tax base, we contribute to each other effectively, we help finance our national security, our homeland security, our, you know, our infrastructure. I had key employees that really wanted to be leaders in the company, but they didn't want to have any ownership and responsibility that way. So I just had to start researching out and, and figuring out, well, how do I market my company? Go to your local school board, what for one hour twice this year and if you can have even just 10 or 15 employers show up and do that at the same school board every single month there's two contractors filling out a little card to to, to give your 30 seconds at the podium that says i need your help and we have great jobs eventually they will hear you but if everyone just did two hours a year that's how we change this stacy how you doing this morning i'm doing great <laughs> she loves it i ask the question every time she's <laughs> like I'm fine, dude. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little much. And I say to that owner, I said, I said, so you're not willing to invest in yourself? You're not going to invest in yourself? You're going to invest in companies you have no control over? Whereas right. your company you control, and you don't have the confidence to pour the money into that. When things are busy, and they're looking for their GC friends to sit down and negotiate a project on a GC and a fee, and they're more excited about building the project, and then all of a sudden the model, the market swings, and now the developer market is going to go out and they're gonna hard bid the same project to two or three different GCs. And that's where, that's where it starts going down. It's morning huddle time, good morning. Uh, episode 18, Stacy, how are you today? I'm doing good. I'm really excited for this episode. I've done so many community service events over the past 15 years, and I know the struggles that we'll talk about today, whether it's, you know, what organizations you get involved with within the construction industry or actually having the time to do it or motivating your team to participate. So It'll be great to have both, you know, the company side and then a nonprofit side to talk about, you know, how we can solve those issues. I've got my learning cap on uh, for sure that there's uh, I'm excited about some personal takeaways as well. You know, sort of how how I can get involved and, and uh, you know, uh, thinking about ways to play a positive role in the community. So we have Molly Cape uh, and Maury Peterson. So Molly is with us from uh, uh, M-Tech Mechanical which is a uh, mechanical contractor, 500 so employees based in Colorado. Molly, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, thanks. Good morning, everybody. Um, super excited to be here and chat with this topic. I'm super passionate about that, which hopefully you will see and learn about. I've been at MTech for about eight years. I'm currently the marketing manager there. And amongst you know your typical market activities like web and social and proposals, um, I also oversee kind of our community engagement um, platform as well. So yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank We appreciate you being here. Um, uh, and then we have Maury Peterson from Rebuilding Together Montgomery County. Uh, Maury, just uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm really happy to be here as well. I'm Maury Peterson. I'm the executive director at Rebuilding Together Montgomery County. We're a nonprofit, a part of an affiliate network of about 120 affiliates from across the country. Um, and we provide critical home repairs for uh, seniors, veterans, and people with disabilities. So I'm really excited to share what we've done. I've also worked on the corporate side, so can can see it from both sides and happy to share what I've learned. Awesome. That's great. Okay. So uh, that's exactly what you two just described is 
what Stacy had in mind when uh, we talked about this show was was how can we bring in somebody that represents um, you know the industry side uh, that that sort of um, you know has the ability to talk about how the industry engages and and the best way to get your company involved and then how do we bring in somebody who's more on the mission side who's you know got the the opportunities and this in the stories about the most successful ways they've experienced. Uh, you know, corporate involvement in particular from the building industry in their world. And so uh, we kind of got like, you know, one and one and one equals three on that front uh, with, with this group, right? Because Molly's got uh, absolutely, you know, with a 500 employee organization that I know, uh, philanthropy is, is absolutely built into your culture. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to hearing how you've been able to pull that off. But also, uh, you know, Maury not only is on the mission side, but has background on the corporate side in making that happen. So um, I, I think we're going to we're going to get, you know, a lot of really interesting perspectives on just sort of why we should want to do this, uh, how we should pull it off and uh, sort of lessons learned uh, that, that, you know, any organization that's joining us uh, may take away, whether you're on the corporate side or the mission side. So um, uh, Stacy, as per usual. We will uh, have you, you know, field questions from the audience and, and encourage uh, discussion from those uh, folks who are joining us live this morning uh, and bring you back uh, with some questions, you know, uh, here for the last 10 minutes or so to uh, to funnel those in. Sound good? Yeah, sure. Excellent. Yeah. See you soon. All right. Let's start with uh, why we should want to do this. And, uh, you know, uh, from your perspectives, what does a corporation get from giving? Uh, I'll, I'll start with uh, Molly on that question. Yeah, you know, I think corporate giving has a lot of benefits. You think of, you know, fostering employee engagement, um, generating value for those team members, you know, really improving company morale. When you go out and do events together, you build that morale, you build that camaraderie amongst team members, um, the company culture, you know, and then you know, the company side of it too, the reputation in the in the industry, in your community. And then I think also, you know, we've been talking a lot about recruiting and retention and workforce is a really hot issue. It has direct benefits there. You know, you expand that network, you show what you're doing in the community that, you know, what are people's purpose in life and how does that tie to their work and how can they have kind of both that personal purpose and work purpose as well, kind of on the daily basis. Uh, that is a serious punch list of reasons why we should want to do this. And, and I'm, I'm interested uh, if you could, you know, maybe share some specific success stories on one or more of those points. Uh, you know, it's, pl please don't take this as me being negative, but I, I am maybe a healthy skeptic. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, how do we, it's nice to hear, you know, <laughs> hey, it really helps with recruiting, morale, you know, things along those lines. Can you prove it? I think that you can. You know, we've been really involved in like top workplace surveys and we get a lot of those questions of, you know, my purpose at work and is my work meaningful? And I think that that just really expands much more than what they're doing at their desk or their job site every day. I think that we've made some great connections in the community where just kind of where that network piece comes in. You know, we've worked with some nonprofit organizations who we also now do service work for. You know, we replaced the um, air conditioning at the Denver Children's Home a couple years ago. We have a longstanding partnership with them. 
Um, so just kind of one of those examples. And we do a lot of community service, which I'll talk about here in a little bit of connecting projects that we've done. So a remodel, a new build to a community service project. And I think it kind of goes the other way as well of, you know, they appreciate our support and giving, but then they want to give that back to us as well when needed. Awesome. That's great. Maury, give us a little bit more on your background on the corporate end and, and, and answer first with the corporate hat on, if you would, uh, you know, why, why organizations should want to get involved in giving back. Sure. Well, really, the reason why I'm at Rebuilding Together is because of the corporate experience I had being on the other side, working with Rebuilding Together. So, um, you know, we we used Rebuilding Together. We partnered with them. Um, we, I work for a company of 500 employees. Um, and so every year we would do National Rebuilding Day where we would send volunteers um, out um, to do critical home repairs and skilled and unskilled, they did, you know, a little bit of both. Um, but the 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 return on investment was profound. So we would we would um, use it as a talent pipeline. So you know, for example, you put a kid from the mailroom in a room to paint with a bunch of senior vice presidents or managers, and all of a sudden they see this person in a different light. Um, you can see leadership skills. Um, you can see people who hustle. You can see people who problem solve. And so we really use that as a talent pipeline. It didn't turn out, that wasn't the intent at the beginning, but um, it certainly did that at the end. Um, it also, you know, people want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And so um, I think community service is something that that connects people. Like it helps, as uh, Molly said, with recruitment and retention. Um, people, yes, they want a good paycheck, but they it's, it's today it's more than just the paycheck. Um, and so this, these types of events really did um, create community within the company. Um, it helped to kind of show our values and, and, the, and what we were trying to prove as a company. Um, and it did help us retain people and attract people. So the word gets out um, amongst, you know, the best um, advice you can get is from your coworkers. So, you know, if they have a really great experience, they would help recruit new people to, to join. And it was a really, um, it just built over the years um, and it was really um, something special. I, I'll tell you, that was uh, surprising for me to hear just now, but totally connected when you, when you talked about actually being able to see leadership skills in action, maybe in different environments than uh, somebody's used to, maybe somebody doesn't have any managerial responsibility in their day-to-day -day role, uh, by design. And now we're watching them operate in this, you know, uh, building project and all of a sudden they're orchestrating a team. And right. And then I, I would build off of that. And when I saw someone that had that, when the next event came up, I said, Hey, would you mind taking a leadership position? Um, and at first they were like, oh, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not a department leader or whatever. It's like, no, I, I saw you. I saw what you're capable of. And it builds people's confidence and they can take on more within the company even. Well, it, it's so much of that. You're 100 percent right, because so much of that. And I hope I don't diverge too much here. But, the, you know, our identity is what tells us what we're capable of doing, I think. Right. It, it's it's in addition to your skills and other things, but so much of what you're actually capable of doing is just right here in terms of how much permission you've given yourself to be capable of doing things, right? And so uh, finding those opportunities 
where outside of your daily work context, you get a chance to kind of reimagine your identity on the team that can carry with you. So, you know, it's so funny. I, I, I remember, uh, and I, it's happened to me dozens of times where I'll meet somebody who in their, you know, office is kind of quiet and maybe doesn't play a, a particularly large role and, and, you know, kind of wants it that way. And then I'll get to talking to them and they're like, you know, a 30 year scout troop leader and, you know, an absolute You're like, oh yeah, well, I do a lot of speaking, you know, public speaking is kind of my, I'm like, what, where, where did that come from? You know, but, but you, uh, people love to contribute to those things that they're passionate about. So that leads me to my next question, which is how do we determine the right places to invest? And, um, you know, what, uh, as, as an organization, how do I figure out the right things to support that my people might get passionate about? How do I do that? I think that from our standpoint at MTech, you know, you have to ask, you know, you ask your team members or your employees if you do surveys or what that might look like, or just walking down the halls and ask in the break room, hey, what organizations are you passionate about? We found the greatest success with organizations that people are connected to. Um, you know, we had an employee several years ago, unfortunately, that was diagnosed with MS. And so that was kind of the charity for that year. You know, we had probably 35 people do kind of a fun mud run and we raised money and we threw mud pies in people's faces. And it was just super fun campaign focused, you know, in supporting that person. Um, but we kind of do that throughout the organization of, you know, we have people's family members or people are really passionate about animals um, so asking, I think, is first. I think you also have to have a little bit of that top down direction and you have to ask those hard questions. You know, there are a million great organizations right. that we can support. And so finding the one that fits best for your firm um, is really important. And maybe that's some sort of connection to the executive team. Or if there's an organization that you aren't totally sure about, you know, doing some research on Charity Navigator or seeing how many dollars they're putting back. Um, or how many cents on the dollar that they're putting into their organization. And then also having some focus areas. You know, at MTech, we really focus on kids, community, um, and then some connections to some projects as well. But, you know, those organizations can get very tricky if you have, you know, social focused, politically focused, religious, you know, all those hot buttons. You really have to examine, you know, where you want to put your money and um, how that's going to reflect on your firm and those relationships that you want to build. Um, you know, having those tough conversations and figuring out what works best for you. Yeah, and I, I would add that, you know, for the construction industry, um, you know, organizations like Rebuilding Together, you know, sometimes it's, it's really good to look for synergy yeah. with your, what your business model is and then a nonprofit that complements that. And so because we're doing critical home repairs and, you know, accessibility modifications for veterans, seniors, people with disabilities, marginalized communities, a lot of um, folks in the construction trade and their vendors mm -hmm. feel a real synergy with our mission, you know, that they can take something that, they, that they're really good at and that they know how to do and apply it to a nonprofit setting and really kind of leverage that um, expertise, which I think is a wonderful thing. I, that's a that's a wonderful point, and it's specifically, you know, the reason that I know uh, Stacy wanted to pull you in, uh, Maury, is because I think uh, people do want to do something that uh, they want to use their skills for good. Mm -hmm. How's that? You know, I um, uh, 
I'm not good at a lot of things, um, <laughs> but, but, I, but I, uh, I, I am pretty good at uh, running strategic planning, uh, you know, and, and facilitating those kinds of group, you know, in, environments among leaders and volunteer leaders and things along those lines. And I, I, I participate in a, a group called Best Buddies, uh, which is a really cool uh, mission that I won't uh, spend any time on. But if anybody wants to look it up, I strongly encourage them. Uh, but I, 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 I to had this conversation, this heart to heart. And, and I said, look, I'm not good at the majority of stuff you need, but I will run the hell out of your retreats. Right. Like, that's what I can do. Can I, you know, and, and they were like, please, that sounds great. And, and it, re, it invigorated a kind of a passion in me uh, in a way of, of giving in my skill sets. So if you're a construction company and you've got, you know, tons of handy uh, people who love uh, building and fixing and working with their hands, uh, it would be wise, I think, mm -hmm. to channel those skills and that energy uh, into the, the places where that brings value. Yeah, I can't like reiterate that enough. And just like cared about it gets me excited. You know, I think that you have to find that fit and those skills that your team can utilize their specialty skills because, you know, not everybody has those skills. Like you said, like, you know, hands-on work is, is a niche thing. And we have, you know, 350 amazing individuals who are, you know, doing that every single day. You know, and that can, that can look a lot of different ways too. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, building a home or, you know, working with rebuilding together, or, you know, it can be building bicycles for kids or building wagons for the children's hospital or, you know, building flower beds or renovating, um, you know, we're doing a, an accessible restroom renovation right now for a charity in Colorado. And so, you know, we have, you know, 200 plumbers on our team, which is amazing. And like, they can do that in a couple hours versus, you know, that organization would have to spend a lot of time and a lot of money. And, you know, we're really helping kind of, yeah, utilize those skills, like you said, you know, and I think also too, you know, everybody on our team isn't necessarily also field focused, you know, for example, in marketing, like we work with an organization right now that is revamping websites for small businesses. And so, you know, on the marketing side, I might not have those hands-on skills, or you might have, have administrative staff who's great at billing or invoicing or is a whiz at Excel spreadsheets. Like there are organizations who are looking for that administrative support too. So you can no kind doubt. of look at it both ways from your team. Which yeah, is awesome. it's, a, it's a great point. Like, you know, not everybody needs to be, uh, you know, a too many chiefs, not enough. In, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like not everybody needs to be the head uh, right. of, of, of the thing. You know, uh, and, and, you know, administrative help is deeply appreciated. So again, yeah figuring out how to leverage your team's skill sets, even across, um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sure Maury in your world, you, you, not everybody needs to have a hammer in their hand. No, no. We also, we use a lot of un, what we call unskilled volunteers, you know, good hearted people that want to give back. We've got plenty of, you know, yard work and painting and that kind of thing. We also have a program we call she bills, which is, um, getting women volunteers from the construction trade together, whether they work in marketing or, you know, they're swinging hammers. Um, and we'll, we'll pick charities that also focus on women. And we'll have a day where um, lots of women will come out to help other women at a nonprofit. Um, and it's, we'll teach folks how, okay, you've never, you've never hung drywall. Well, we can show you how to do that. Um, this weekend, we're hosting our largest event. It's uh, National Rebuilding Weekend. 
we are going to have 700 volunteers out uh, from 35 different oh uh, companies and faith-based groups. Um, and so we're going to be teaching people how to put siding on houses, um, you know, how to install drywall, how, you know, all sorts of um, interesting things that they haven't done, but it's also a wonderful way to build your skill set um, and give people new opportunities. I, I love it. That's, that's really cool. Um, so let's get to some brass tacks here in terms of, so let's say I'm watching this I'm, or I'm listening and, and I'm getting excited about trying to make this go inside my organization. I can see the value, right? Hey, we're going to give people a sense of contribution. We're going to create this really interesting opportunity for people to uh, shine and, uh, and, and, you know, use their talents for something that, that is, um, you know, meaningful and gives uh, all of us a sense of, uh, uh, accomplishment, high fives all around. Okay. How much money should I be spending? How much time should I spend? Should I be paying my employees for this time? You know, like, let's talk about some of the, 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 you know, best practices, if you will, that you would recommend that you've seen, um, you know, work, uh, uh, you know, inside or maybe don'ts, right. Do's and don'ts when it comes to actually making this thing go. Are you sure we only have 10 minutes left? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it is a very we fast could spend whole, We could spend a whole hour chatting about this. I think this is, you know, one of the key pieces that we've been talking about at MTech. And then we also had a conversation yesterday of, you know, what fits best for your firm. So, you know, giving can look a lot of different ways if that is, you know, your time. So volunteer time. You know, there's a lot of great organizations that are going to give you know, one volunteer day a year, or maybe that's five a year, or maybe that's two hours per year per employee, figuring out what that number looks like for your firm and what you can, you know, budget or afford, um, you know, giving that option of paid time off or, you know, saying that you have your PTO package, but then you have an extra volunteer day. And what does that look like? And what do you need for people to do in order to validate that? Or maybe it's an organized day type of thing that they need to show up at one of these four places um, to volunteer for one day. Um, and then I think that, you know, paying them volunteer time, like those are just questions to have internally. And I think that also, you know, talking about how much you want to budget for this you know, it's not a one size fits all approach. And so I would say that if your firm doesn't have a program yet, start small, you know, start with two events per year to get your entire team involved, or depending on how large you are, maybe it's a couple groups get involved um, and then see if you can grow it or expand it. And I think you have to have a champion too, you know, whether that's one person, um, obviously I'm at marketing at MTech, but I wear a lot of different hats, including this one. Uh, which I think is pretty similar for, you know, firms our size or smaller, um, you know, figuring out who that person is going to be or that committee um, and what that looks like, too. I, uh, talk, talk for just one second, Molly, about the committee. Um, what, what does that makeup look like, uh, you know, in, in your organization? Because, again, I'm just I'm sitting right. here thinking I, I might if I'm a business owner and I'm, mm -hmm. and I'm you know, involved in this episode, I may be thinking, OK, so yeah. I got to make this decision. This is no, no, no. Uh, right. don't make all those decisions by yourself. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, what does it look like in your world? Yeah. So for us, it looks like we have a committee of probably 10 individuals. Um, I'm kind of the chair facilitator, whatever you want to call it, the ringleader, the sheep herder, <laughs> um, 
you know, we have people on our committee that take different roles. Your committee could look like, you know, a, a formal committee of a chair and a secretary and a treasurer. And, you know, you could look that way. Our committee is a little bit more informal. Each person on the committee is expected to take one event per year. And they're really the champion of that from start to finish. So it could be promoting the event with the marketing team. It could be organizing that event with the charity, you know, who, what, when, where, why, um, what time are we going to set up? What are we going to do? How many people do I need? Just kind of getting all those questions answered and being that main point of contact. So those people are really running the event from start to finish with our support um, and help from kind of the marketing events team. That's helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Maury, how would you chime in on the, on the brass tacks of getting something you know up and running? Yeah, I would say start small, um, you know, look for mission alignment. And I also think leadership is really important. You know, um, it should be a partnership between the, the company and the nonprofit. So making sure that, you know, you sit down with the executive director, whoever's in charge on the nonprofit side to make sure that there's a good fit there and that there's good synergy between the organizations. Um, I think that that goes a long way to make making sure that um, you know, on my side, I always want to sit down with a company and find out, you know, what are your goals and objectives? Um, what do you hope to get out of this? Because I want to make sure that I'm, in addition to fulfilling my mission, I want to make sure that I'm delivering on your deliverables um, and helping you have the successful event that, um, and meeting your objectives as well. So mm -hmm. I think that that sometimes those things can go off the rails if you don't do the work up front of finding the right partner and having those upfront discussions. Um, but I would say start small, get a champion, as Molly said, internally, um, you know, some of the, some of this can a little be, uh, be a little bit of trial and error. Um, but I think that it's just a matter of just start, you know, there's so many good causes out there. There's so many people that need help. Um, people want to use their skills and uh, gifts. And so um, it really does impact positively your bottom line there are you know in, intrinsic things that you sometimes you can measure and sometimes it's just um it's just the way that you want your company to be uh, perceived internally and externally to the community love it that's great stacy what would you uh what kind of questions would you tell well, I, I do want to add to what you just said maury so what business owners might not realize too when you're doing community service projects and you so there's different awards that you want to apply for, whether it's a social corporate responsibility awards in your community or accredited um, contractor, the AQC, accredited quality contractor with ABC. Um, there's an ethics award with uh, associate or American Subcontractors Association. All of these awards have a huge um like criteria that you have to fill out. And they usually have a community service or community relations portion that all of these, you know, all of your efforts actually come into play with these um, submissions and can help you get uh, awards and increase your marketing for recruiting people to your organization. Um, also, some of the proposals that we do, they want to see how you're participating in the community. So that's really important to consider. I think, you know, I think that's a great, great point. And in addition to volunteering, you know, there are other ways companies can give back to nonprofits, whether in-kind donations of materials and supplies or time. Um, you know, we can give tax letters um, so that they can, folks can use those to, for their tax purposes. 
Um, so I think the in-kind um, is, a, is a really important thing. Also, there's sponsorship. So sometimes when people are so busy, but they want to do something to give back, you know, they can sponsor a nonprofit event or maybe send some folks to, if it's a golf event or a 5K or, you know, something like that. Um, that's another way to kind of tiptoe into a, um, a relationship. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did want to ask Molly if you could talk about your awesome campaign for the 2020, um, your 20th anniversary and the events that are surrounding that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is something we are super excited about this year is MTech's 20th anniversary. So um, really great to see the longevity of the company. And so we wanted to celebrate that by giving back. And so this year we are hosting 20 events throughout the year in Colorado. And so we're partnering with 20 different organizations. And that all looks a little bit different. You know, from like a minimal standpoint, we are partnering with a local school to do two STEM grants. Um, we'll be judging those submissions, you know, very minimal, um, you know, minimal time required or effort um, versus we had all of our general superintendents go to Volunteers of America, deliver Meals on Wheels for a morning. So you are pulling 18 people off of a job site for three hours. You know, that's much more of a commitment um, from the business end as well. Um, we're doing this across the state. We have four offices in Colorado. So we really want to kind of touch each of those areas um, was also really important and then finally, we are donating $2,022 to all 20 of those charities. So it has just been amazing to see. And usually the check part is the spoiler alert um, that they have just been amazed to you know, receive that. And we've been you know, so thrilled to be able to give that too. That's awesome. Though awesome. so you're setting an extremely dangerous precedent for yeah, the right. <laughs> setting the bar right? high. Like the fiftieth is going to be a whole thing. Right. Really saving up for the next thirty years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can. Uh, I'll just put a small plug. You can definitely learn about it on our website, mtechg.com/slash/20years, um, and all the events are listed there and updated throughout the year. And um, you can also submit a charity to get involved. So if you are in the Colorado area or know Colorado cha charity to give back to, we'd love to hear about them. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Maury, I'd love if you uh, gave our view, our audience an opportunity to get involved in uh, rebuilding together Montgomery County. How, how would we uh, take some steps in learning more and getting involved? Thank you. So um, you can visit our website, which is rebuildingtogethermc.org. Um, and so there you'll see that we have a number of uh, great events coming up. We um, also do tailored events for specific um, companies that um, say they have three hours on a Thursday in September, and um, we can we can do the things that are specific to to those organizations. Um, I'll just reiterate: we're part of an affiliate network of 120 affiliates across the country. So our our parent affiliate is at RebuildingTogether.org, um, and you can also search an affiliate in your area to if you'd like to get involved. Wonderful, thank you. There, I, it's amazing how many. Uh, different organizations. You said 120? Yeah, that's so every state? Not quite, um, but they're very much neighbor helping neighbor. They were all started pr primarily by volunteers and then have grown up into nonprofits. And so ours has been around for 32 years, started by 
by uh, just good neighbors that wanted to help other neighbors. And, you know, we've been able to help 2,600 uh, homeowners and galvanize 50,000 community volunteers just in our community alone. So across the nation, it's it's a pretty profound impact. Um, it yeah. used to be called Christmas in April and it's now called Rebuilding Together. So got some it. Folks, okay. Some folks may remember it as Christmas in April. That's wonderful. I, it's what an important uh, conversation. What an important mission you guys have. Uh, thank you both so much for uh, for joining and and you know uh, having this discussion and getting all of our wheels turning about creative ways to do something important both for our own organizations and for our communities. So I think that's well. Thanks for having us, and I will just I'm sure probably Molly feels the same. If there's anybody out there that has questions or needs help, um, you know. I know I would be happy to help anybody answer any questions on how to get started. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was great. Thanks so much. Likewise. Yeah. So Stacy, uh, let's talk a little bit about what we have coming up next week. Uh, next week, we've got Amy Rock, mm -hmm. who is from uh, Prince George's County Public Schools. Uh, she is an awesome uh, success story. She's got a, a fantastic story to tell about how to engage uh, young people in educational programs that land them with careers uh, quickly and sustainably um, and, and end up, you know, uh, saving a whole bunch of money on, on debt. Uh, so I think we're, we're going to have a really cool conversation um, with Amy. Is there anything that you want to uh, add on uh, that I'm, I'm missing? Nope, we're not missing anything. Awesome. Just a reminder. <laughs> just a reminder for everybody. Great. If you don't want to have to uh, try to keep up on the uh, posts on LinkedIn to get registered, please just uh, shoot us a note. Uh, Stacy H at steeltoecom.com. Yeah. Uh, she will help to uh, get you on our weekly email list, which comes straight to you with the link to register, and you don't have the uh, the stress of trying to keep up with LinkedIn which Lord knows uh, I can't uh, and I don't think <laughs> most people can. So uh, thanks so much. Have a great one. We'll see you next week. All right. See ya. See ya.